right, folks, what is going on? This is Jonathan with Comic Book Cinema, and today we have another special episode for you. I am once again being joined by Mr. Nerdy Dustin. What's up, Mr. Dustin? What's up? Not much. What's going on? Today, we are going to discuss how Disney should bring Deadpool into the MCU. First of all, I think that, I mean, obviously, Dustin, this is already happening. It's not just speculation and theory. If this is going to happen anymore, it's happening. And so, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> we might see Deadpool pop up in one random movie before he has Deadpool part three, because we know at this point, Deadpool three is coming our way. The movie that you just reviewed recently, the Adam project, the same director from that film is bringing us Deadpool three. That was already announced by the man himself, Ryan Reynolds on Twitter. Yep. So the question is, I guess, will we see him pop up in a random movie like Dr. Strange and the multitude of, or multiverse of madness. So, cause obviously it's been deleted by Disney, but Ryan Reynolds, I say slipped up, but let's be honest with you. When stuff gets leaked, it's not on accident. It's on purpose. Uh, so oh, yeah. Ryan posted a picture about two months ago now of him in his Deadpool costume on a set. And the lady standing right behind him is the costume designer for Dr. Strange two. Mm. And that picture got deleted within about an hour or two, but it, it's the internet. So you can still find it. I didn't um, know this. Yeah. So I, I'm going to hundred percent. He's in that movie somewhere, most likely in the post credit scene. It's not an accident when they do this prime example is we got that leaked photo of Andrew Garfield spoiler. If you've not somehow seen no way home yet, uh, we got that, that picture of Andrew Garfield a year in advance where he was behind the blue screen. Everyone's like, that's ah, fake. That's fake. Well, come to find out it was real. Yep. So it was just it, to get people talking just to exactly. get the speculation mill up and up and turning. Right. So Disney is smart. They're doing, they've done this new thing and now more studios are doing it. You don't advertise your own movies anymore. You have the fans advertise your movies <laughs> and that's what you do. Exactly. You take a picture like the, the, the Ryan Reynolds uh, picture, you leak it, take it down within two hours. And now everyone's talking about it for the next year and promoting your movie in the process. We saw that with Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, we got a trailer to that. Our first trailer for that movie was, what, a month? Maybe a, two months before the movie released? You yep. know? And we didn't get the poster until a few weeks before the movie. Why? Because we were already advertising their movie for them. Yep. So, and if you want to go back even further, before the first Deadpool film came out, what did we get? Leaked, leaked test footage. With Ryan Reynolds playing the voice of Deadpool, right? And everyone was talking about it. So Ryan leaked that because he wanted the movie to get made. <laughs> yep. And it paid off. It Everybody did. was talking about it. It did. It's the best way. You just, if I was making a Marvel movie, yeah, I would be leaking all my stuff to get people talking and buzzed. And and this this whole thing, people nowadays, the, the big thing about a Marvel movie and the most exciting thing is all the theories that people come up with and stuff. It's, it's so great. I love it. Oh yeah. So 
you seem pretty certain, I guess, based off of that information you just shared, I'm going to have to go back and see if I can find that photo. I'm sure I probably can if it's out there in the interwebs. Yeah, I think it would be fun to see Deadpool in a cameo type appearance in, in Doctor Strange 2. It would be very funny. I think that we're going to get a lot of wacky stuff in this movie, Dustin. I think for it, dude, I think we're going to get Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I think we're going to get, obviously, at this point, Patrick Stewart as Professor X again. Did you get to watch the DC Crisis from the CW? So with those shows, I was really big into Arrow when it first came out. I, I absolutely loved the first couple seasons of The Flash. But then it started getting cheesier. And then I wasn't a big fan of Supergirl. And so I kind of, my interest in those shows waned a bit. So what they did in that five-part series, though, to try to close everything out, is they kind of jumped from world to world and showed us everything. And what they were doing is they were making everything canon. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the five-part special actually starts with uh, the reporter from uh, the 89 and Keaton movie sitting on a bench with a newspaper. And then they showed, like, scenes of the Titan universe, and they, they showed a scene from Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern universe. I think they're going to do the same thing with Doctor Strange 2. I think they're going to be, him and Chavez are going to be going from universe to universe to universe and bringing in all these characters and just showing them for a split second. But that's going to make everything canon and it's going to be like a, a nerd rush for all of us. And I'm all excited for it. I'm so excited for it. Oh, yeah, man. It's a, it's a very exciting time to be alive when it comes to being a comic book fan. But here's one thing, here's a counter, counter argument for the, multi, the whole multiverse thing. I fear that them opening the floodgates with the multiverse and everything else that goes along with it, I feel like a large part of the audience could possibly be alienated because I was just talking to someone at work the other day. And this is a person that is a casual Marvel movie fan. He's, he's probably, you know, early 50s, late 40s. He likes you know, the Avengers. He likes the first Iron Man movie. He likes the Dark Knight. But someone like this is so casual that doesn't watch every single movie like we do. They can feel a bit intimidated by the sheer content that you have to consume before being able to fully enjoy something like Multiverse of Madness or Spider-Man Far From Home. And Spider-Man Far From Home is the exact film that he was talking to me about. He was like, yeah, me and my wife went to go watch that. And I guess it was kind of cool at first, but then it lost me. And a concept and a theory like that just went over his head as a casual fan. So I worry that Marvel's going to be giving us and spoiling us really true hardcore comic book fans so much that when it gets to the point of them just giving us a, here's an origin story for uh, Mr. Sinister, we're just going to be like, I don't want that. I want Avengers part eight, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like, how much can you keep topping yourself? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, at the end of the day, I don't think Kevin and Disney are making movies anymore for the average person. I think they're, they've got their billion dollar fan group and yeah. that's who they make these movies for nowadays. I don't, they definitely, they definitely don't make this movie for my mom, <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> right. or for my neighbor who's, you know, in her 70s. They, they don't make them for them. They make it for us, the, the people that have been consuming this content for 30 or 40 years. Uh, because at the end of the day, just us, we're going to make these movies billions of dollars on our own. You yeah. know, so I, I have a large enough fan base. 
And I'm sure for some people that have never watched any of these movies, people that have been living under a rock, it's a fun process, I'm sure, to go back and watch Iron Man 1 and, you know, then go back and watch. At this point, they have to watch all the old Spider-Man films. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how everything is connected in some ways, but it's also cool how they're going to be able to use that as different, you know, universes or multiverses. So the X-Men films kind of was in a different universe. And then, you know, the Spider-Man films, that was in a different universe. But it's the best way to bring those characters in. It is. It is. And, uh, and you know, No Way Home, I believe, alters Doctor Strange 2 in the way that this movie got pushed further out. They did like six months of reshoots all because they saw what, oh, my gosh, if we just bring back old characters, we'll make an extra five hundred million dollars. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, it gets the hype levels up tremendously i mean we've never seen like that's the crazy thing because when avengers the first avengers film came out we were all just in awe we had never seen anything like that then avengers 2 comes out and they up the ante they have like two three four more characters then we get infinity war where our brains are just blown right and and in game how can you top that Somehow Marvel found a way to top that and without making another Avengers movie. It's just, they are, I really have to give them their props because they are so innovative and forward thinking and trendsetters in a lot of ways. Everyone tried to copy their success after they, they got to Avengers. Warner Brothers tried to do their own Justice League, but they didn't do it the same way that Marvel did it. You know, And that's the difficult part is getting the audience to care about a character like Hawkeye getting the audience to care about even Thor before that movie came out, there was a lot of people, myself included, like saying, how are you going to get me to care about Norse mythology? Basically? I don't care about that stuff. I don't think this character is going to fit into the Marvel movies. They made it work. And not only did they make it work, but they made us care about each individual character. And we knew those characters when they teamed up on, on screen, it was a big deal to us. When we got Justice League, it wasn't a big deal because we didn't know who the Flash was. Who's that version of the Flash? I've never seen him before. Aquaman? Why does Aquaman have look like an 80s hairband singer, right? <laughs> it's just it's just awe-inspiring what Marvel has done, really. And call me a Marvel fanboy, which I guess I am, but <laughs> I, they never cease to impress me. I mean... I don't know what else to say. <laughs> that, I've had this conversation a lot of times over the years, and that's definitely where DC messed up is you gave us Man of Steel, so you started out the right way, but then instead of giving us a Flash or a Batman origin movie, I mean, granted, we don't need another Batman origin movie, but you just right away give us Batman versus Superman because you're trying to play catch up to 10 years of, of Marvel success. And they just rushed everything together. Now look at the DC, uh, their new universe. What are the most successful movies? The Aquaman uh, solo origin movie, the Wonder Woman solo origin movie, Man of Steel. And what movies are not that great? Justice League, Batman versus Superman, the first Suicide Squad. Because you, you gotta, Marvel did it, did, it, did it right. You gotta build these characters from the ground up. You gotta intertwine your stories and make it all come together. And that's definitely where they mess up at DC. Now, another reason they mess up is DC uh, is because when Kevin Feige puts together a team for a movie, he puts that team together and he steps away. 
and he lets James Gunn or Taika Waititi do their own thing. He gives them their now, guidelines, but then yes. he blows away. away. Now, Warner's completely different. Besides with the new Suicide Squad, when they give like Schneider a, a script or a Whedon and here you go, they start doing their stuff, but then the Warner executives get involved and there's like 10 of them and they're like, well, no, we want this or we want that. We want this taken out. We want you to put this actor in here and that's going to mess up a movie. And that messes up any movie when studios get involved. Now, granted, it's their money. I get that. But when I'm telling you, the, the best movies of all time are when you just step away and you let the director be the director. Yep. Let them, let them create what they want to create. Let them exactly. put their vision on film for us. You know? And now, thank God for James Gunn. I think Warner's now sees that with the Peacemaker success and the Suicide Squad success. Wow, if we just give this person the property and step back, <laughs> look at all the money great we stuff get. happens. <laughs> Especially a great mind like James Gunn. I cannot oh. speak his praises enough, man. For real. Because really, we were just talking about Thor. You want to talk about a movie that people had doubts and questions about? A Guardians. movie about a talking raccoon and a, nope. and a tree? How is that going to be cool? Man, what he did with that property and Peacemaker. Because honestly, I, didn't, I like John Cena. I think that John Cena has potential as an actor before Peacemaker came out. Now I think that he has even more potential. But I didn't want to see a show about the Peacemaker. I had seen The Suicide Squad, which I loved. But I was thinking before Peacemaker came out, like, I don't want to see a show about Peacemaker. But he gave it to me, and I watched it, and I loved it. So there's I, another I thing. There's another thing James Gunn did. He let John Cena be John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena is inherently a funny, awesome dude. Yep. And when they hire him on these big, epic blockbusters, they're like, all right, we need you to be this beefy muscular action dude that says five words and you have one facial expression and okay like but if you were like we need you to be john cena like just go be yourself hell yeah yep <laughs> so it's, it's it, quite it, yeah, simple it's it, it really is or or taika watiti's another one oh, I, I absolutely love him he yep. another another brilliant, brilliant mind of our industry but i guess getting back on topic <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious at this point that Deadpool 3 is coming out and with the information that you just shared I mean what else can you say really something else about Deadpool is everyone is like well it's got it's gonna be PG-13 now that Disney has it it's never gonna be on Disney plus but Disney plus as of well now uh is starting to give us mature content because they're putting the Netflix uh Marvel shows on to their on plus not on hulu on plus so i really think they're gonna allow deadpool to stay rated r and it's going to be like the other two movies and it's gonna be amazing yeah it's gonna be so fantastic and now that i've seen the adam projects and free guy sean and ryan were meant to be <laughs> yep. these two are pure magic and i'm so ready for deadpool 3 I want it now. <laughs> I haven't seen Adam Project yet, but I have. I own Free Guy on 4K and Blu-ray and digital. I, I like to buy the combo packs now. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. that's the best, best bang for your buck. <laughs> but anyway, yes, 
I cannot wait to see what they're going to do with Deadpool 3. I think before you ever made the first Deadpool, like if we rewind six, seven years ago, at that time period, you might could have made a PG-13 Deadpool work. But now that we've seen what Deadpool can be in a rated R scenario, oh, it's not going to work. you got to make it rated R. You gotta give. You gotta bring the gore. You gotta bring the blood. You gotta bring the the cursing and the crazy language. Bring all the wild wackiness, and I can't wait to see it. Sign me up, Kevin Feige. It is definitely. And the thing that's cool is Sean is just like Ryan. They have the exact same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's gonna be. I think Deadpool three is actually gonna be more wacky than the previous two. Probably and so. way more out there. And the and, with a character like Deadpool is you can literally like, you don't have to put much thought into how you're going to bring him into the MCU. He's so self-aware and he's so, you know, he, he's, he breaks through the fourth wall all the time, bring him in, you know, and, and, or make Deadpool three, have him start talking like, well, dang, now that, that Disney just bought Fox, I guess I'm going to have to be in the MCU, something like that. And that's basically all you have to do. Right. Well, think about this too, because now Deadpool 3 is going to have access to Marvel. <laughs> so yep. You can interact with Thor or the Hulk, or it's oh, it's gonna be so amazing. I, I oh you know what storyline I hope they go off of? Did you ever read where Deadpool like comes out of and comes into our world and like slaughters the writers? I've heard of it, yes. <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious. Do you imagine? And- <laughs> if he killed the creator rob liefeld <laughs> that would be great and another thing i was thinking about this earlier actually right before the show it would be so funny to see a character like captain marvel a straight laced like you know just very serious character you know someone who doesn't like to smile because i'm a woman and i don't have to smile <laughs> yeah but that would be so funny having Brie Larson paired with Deadpool. She could almost be like the cable to his Deadpool. I don't know why I thought about that. And I think it would just be hilarious to see it on screen. That that would be. Well, we got to see a Korg, Korg and uh, Deadpool in that little uh, teaser. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Him with any character, really, it's going to be so amazing. Exactly. It doesn't matter who it is. Give it to us. Now, I want to see him with Tom Holland Spider-Man. That I want to see so bad. Yep. I think the possibilities are endless, really. And it's oh, for sure. It's going to be cool to see him in Doctor Strange, too, if we get to see that. That hasn't been confirmed yet, but not confirmed, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I'm going to be honest. With you, I think we're going to see a lot of stuff in Doctor Strange because Feige put out the calls to a lot of agents. <laughs> and honestly, I think you're going to be surprised who you see pop up in this movie. You're going to see circles open, portals open, and you're going to see people like Nick Cage's Ghost Rider walk through, and we're all just going to lose our minds. Yep. <laughs> I've said that on this show before. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Wesley Snipes come back as Blade or even Chris Evans' version of the Human Torch. Like, get ready for anything and everything at this point. We already know because we, we saw it in the trailer, heard his voice. We're getting Patrick Stewart's, you know, so... Patrick Stewart kind of denied that, but then in another interview, he kind of said yes. So I'm not, I'm not going to get my, I'm trying to keep my expectations a a little low. It's almost impossible at this point because I I hear all the rumors and rumblings. I don't ignore that stuff. Obviously I'm trying to keep 
my expectations in check as much as possible. But yeah, I will say with these, uh, yeah, with respect, it's talking about speculations and things like that and expectations. I will say it kind of these Disney Plus shows, the speculations kind of ruin those shows for me. In a way, yes. You know, because I go into them and I'm like, okay, everyone is saying this is going to happen. They have solid proof. And uh, prime example, Hawkeye. Everyone was like, y'all, Daredevil's in Hawkeye. It matches up perfectly. We got the Kingpin. The the last episode is the week before uh, Spider-Man and and Daredevil's in Spider-Man. Now, granted, Daredevil was in Spider-Man, but Daredevil never showed up in Hawkeye. But the whole time watching Hawkeye, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see Daredevil. I can't wait to see Daredevil. And he never shows up. So Kingpin, if we never would have known anything about that happening before it happened, think of how hyped we would have been. I mean, we already had more than just an inkling, you know, we heard the rumors and the rumbling. And when we got Kingpin, it was still exciting, even though that's a whole other conversation in itself of how the version of Kingpin was in the Hawkeye series. But I personally wasn't a big fan of how he was changed in some ways. To me, he felt yeah. more goofy and not quite as menacing. But, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. That would have been a way cooler surprise had we not known anything about it. At the end of the day, it'd be cool just to be surprised <laughs> because nowadays yeah. we don't get to be surprised. And that's hard these days. It's really prime, hard. Prime example, and it's way off topic. It's another, it's a different fandom, but Star Wars. I don't know if you're into Star Wars. The new Obi-Wan trailer just dropped and you get to see the Inquisitor. I would rather not see that in a trailer and I want to see that in the show. Could you imagine it just happened? And it's like, or like yep. Spider-Man. I, I wish they would not have ruined toby and andrew now granted most people going into that movie were like well we don't still 100 know if they're in this or not if i knew nothing going into this movie about those two at all it would have been uh i would have been on the floor when andrew steps through that portal oh yeah instead of being like oh okay so he is in the movie (laughs) yeah well i don't think that was marvel and disney that ruined that surprise i think that was (laughs) 100 percent yeah that was yeah we we love to be spoiled and we can't wait for things we just have to know now 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 so if if deadpool is in doctor strange 2 or in any marvel property i don't want to (laughs) know let's just stop talking about it (laughs) folks he's definitely not going to be in the movie anyway thanks for joining us everyone (laughs) seriously though (laughs) thanks for joining me dustin i appreciate your time man it really means a lot Guys, check Dustin out on, on TikTok. Where, where, where can you find you on TikTok, Dustin? Nerdy Dustin. I do all the nerdy stuff. I talk about comics. I talk about movies. I talk about toys. I talk about it all. I'm nerdy. What can I say? <laughs> Me and Dustin are, are TikTok BFFs now. Yes, and we you are. Can also, you can also look us up on TikTok as well, at Real Comic Book Cinema. The same for Instagram. We're also at Real Comic Book Cinema. You can find us here on YouTube. Make sure you'd like, share, and subscribe. Click the bell to get notifications every time we drop a video. You can also find us on Facebook as well. Folks, until next time, have a good one.